We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We got a chance today to show who we are in front of the world. Looking deep has a man wide open. Touchdown. Touchdown for Jacksonville. Touchdown, Jacks. You're listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey, guys. What's up? It's Derek. What's up, y'all? It's JK3. So we have a special guest today that we're super excited about. His name is Asher Grodman. Asher, I'll let you say hello really quick, and then I'll give you a little bio if you're uh, okay with that. (laughs) Okay. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. A bio. This is terrifying. Uh, (laughs) Well, it's like a... Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not going to read straight from Wikipedia or anything like that, but you have been on a lot of the shows. Me personally, I know a lot of us have actually talked about this stuff that we're we're fans of, like House of Cards, Law and Order, etc. But with uh, CBS, uh, the show Ghosts, um, which premiered in 2021, just hit its second season in September. It's actually a huge favorite of my wife's. She was a fan of the UK series before uh, the US series started up. So uh, so definitely kind of, you know, getting some... uh, some street cred by uh, having you on. So just a heads up on that. Appreciate that. Um, but uh, before we get started, I did want to say that, you know, your character on the show actually shares the same first name with our beleaguered quarterback currently. So how do you feel about that? Um, I, uh, uh, I was hoping this would be a year of Trevor's. Um, I'm still, I'm still hoping. Uh, I, I think it's a lot of fun. The the Jaguars, um, one of the, the truth is that being on this show, I've, I've, I've been like an unemployed actor for 20 years, struggling and struggling. And, <laughs> and uh, it's agony. It's complete agony. And then this show came along and suddenly here we are. And, and, and the truth is that your life doesn't change very much. Like my, my life is still my life and, and I'm thrilled. The one thing that does change is if you are a fan of the Jaguars and you're uh, brazen about your fandom, uh, they will reach out to you. And they did reach out to me. And they were like, we want to do like a Trevor meets Trevor thing. And I was like, I don't care what you want. I'll do anything. <laughs> this is, I'll, whatever you need, I'll do it. Because this is like, my, <laughs> this has been, uh, you know, 
especially in my career where there's ups and downs and stuff like that, like the safe place, this sounds crazy, I know to say, but the safe place is like the Jaguars. It's like what brings you back to being a kid, even if it's a horrible season and they're beleaguered, they're still like, you know, they make you feel like a kid again. Yeah. See, there is yeah. hope. There is hope. Okay, there's hope. We, we, there's, we, we're two and six, and Asher just Maybe. said it's a safe, <laughs> safe place for him. Okay, so although we're not safe on Sundays, usually around That's four true. o'clock, we're pretty upset. But yeah. uh, hey, there is hope. I, hope. Re- I think I remember when I first went. I, th- I think it was the L.A. the Chargers game. The Jags had you on the sideline, and you're doing the social media thing, and it was like the stars are coming out, and I was like, "Who is this?" <laughs> I was like. What? <laughs> I mean, the only famous person that we know as far as like a Jaguars fan is Lil Duval. And I was Lil like, Duval, I, yeah. I don't know who this guy is, but <laughs> let, me instantly, let me instantly start Googling and following him. I'm like, okay. Uh, I first look up Ghost and I'm like, okay, his character doesn't have any pants on. So yeah. he, he's definitely <laughs> representing Florida, man. So let me do a little bit more digging and, you know, we find out all this great stuff about you being a Jags fan. So super excited about, you know, having you on the podcast. Well, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. That's very funny. I did. I did. We did a, um, uh, a NFL promo spot, um, uh, and and they wrote something for Trevor, like being like a Jets fan. I, I didn't. I was like, this isn't. This doesn't make sense. And Trevor wouldn't be a Jets fan. He'd be a Giants fan because mm. the New Yorkers with money are all Giants fans, and that's what he was. Um, <laughs> and uh, the New Yorkers with drinking problems are Jets Jets fans. Uh, the New Yorkers with drug problems are Giants fans. It's different. Um, but and all uh, the above, this... all the above are are Jaguars fans. That's so. right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, uh, so they had a they had a thing. Uh, I was like, don't don't do this. We'll do, uh, I, I pitched something like, um, uh, let's do like, uh, oh, I'm a Giants fan. But when uh, uh, when Jerry Jones invites you on the PJ with the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, you say yes. And the NFL felt that was too racy. So then I got my other pitch in, which was T Money is pulling for T on the money. Go Jags, and they get they put that on television, which was very exciting for me. So that was cool. Little shout cool. out to my Jaguars. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, I think there's one thing we are curious about, uh, being that you were born in New York City and are a Jaguars fan. Uh, maybe you can give us some background on that. You know, were you the guy when I was visiting New York last year when I had a Jaguars hat on that yelled Duval, and I was so caught off guard by that because it seems very unusual that there'd be a Jaguars fan that originated from New York. So what's the background on that? Corey, I could have absolutely been that person. That <laughs> absolutely could have happened. I, I, uh, I'll answer that question, but like, I will, I, I will do stuff. I, I was driving through, I lived in LA for three years. And I had this like pickup football group. I still do. I have one in New York and we get together every Sunday and play or every Saturday and play. And I saw a guy, I was driving my car in LA and I saw a guy on the sidewalk walking. I'm in my car driving. This guy on the sidewalk in the Jaguars hat, and I pulled the car over. <laughs> and I was like, yo, hey. And and he played, he joined the football group, played every Sunday. We still talk on, on the weekends. Um, Jaguars fans. So I'm 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 always reaching out. I see Teal and I do a double take uh whenever I'm walking down the street. So to answer your question, uh, I grew up um New York in a very rural part of New Jersey where there was like no one around. And my dad is a lifelong Detroit Lions fan. Uh, so losing <laughs> <Smirking> already. <laughs> and my mother, understanding what my dad had been through all those years, was basically like, don't do this to your children. It's not fair. 
And she was genuinely concerned uh, that we weren't going to have friends because <laughs> no one was going to hang out with us. Good thought. And something about that triggered my father. And he was like, look, uh, you can't be Lions fans, but you got to go pick your own teams. Just don't be Giants and Jets fans. Like, be an individual, you know. And it was 1995, and I was eight years old. Mm. So I chose them from when they were Jaguar Cubs. And and the beginning was amazing. I think my dad was looking at me like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> four years. He's in the playoffs every year. Uh, and then and then uh, karma caught up to me for the last, you know, 20-ish. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's good that you, you picked them then in the glory days. And, you know, and you say that you're a Jags fan. I believe it. But, you know, we'll, we'll get into a little bit into it. You want to you wanna quiz we'll, me? We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But I, I think that. So, fun fact. You were born in 87, July 28th. I was born 86, July 28th. So. Oh, shit. It's crazy, right? So, uh, I mean, yeah. I, I love it. I, it's, it's it's one of my things that I do. I always like look up people. It's super weird, but um, I, I think you that's didn't awesome, believe man. me until we almost shared a birthday, and then you you're said, right. You're, you're right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what that's what believe me. But what right. is so, so? I have two questions. Number one, obviously, you know, being in New York, LA, um, you know, around, how often and how easy is it for you to be able to watch a game? Like, I mean, is it something where you have to go to your phone? You have to go to a bar? Like, what's a, what's a typical Sunday look like for you? It's a very, it's a very good question. Um, uh, there, there is, oh, I, I, I can, uh, should I, I don't know if I should say this publicly, but everything I'm doing, I'm sure is illegal. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> that you can go to, I'll, I'll use my parents' password to get to there. It's ridiculous. I'm on. Like, Yo, um, you are, so you are one of us. You're, password. you're one of yeah. us. <laughs> he's, he's passing the test so far. He's yeah, passing the he's test one so far. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But I will tell you, I, this, this year, cause we shoot the show in Montreal. So this is the first time that my old little gimmicks haven't worked. So I had to buy, I bought NFL plus, which then didn't work up here. So that was infuriating. So then I went and bought DAZN, which is what they use up here. And it's basically, it gives me like the Sunday ticket stuff. So I, I, I get it on my computer and I plug it into the TV and people from the cast come over on Sundays and watch the game. And, and then they give up on it by halftime and, and I'm still sitting there in my tears. So you're inviting people that don't like the Jaguars to watch Jaguars football. You're like forcing yeah, them. I really, I, it's I, like I the meme people. from Bird Box where you're literally holding everyone's <laughs> eyes open and making <laughs> them watch this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I had, and I had some people, like I had people in the cat. Here's the thing. I, I, every job that I've done everywhere, I, I feel like I'm usually the only Jaguars fan anyone has met. And as a result of that, whenever they win or whenever they do well, I get text messages all over the place because people I think have seen the suffering. Right. And so when they do well, they just feel glad. And so I, in a way I'm making Jaguars fans. It's through a kind of martyrdom and self, yeah. you know, pain, but I, it counts because they are root. It's who can hate the Jaguars, right? Right, and I think the the crazy thing too is like you know, since you're saying you're in New York and all over the place, um, I go to at least like once or two, one or two away games, and so whenever I see someone wearing the Jaguars, I, I always ask, "Oh, are you from Jacksonville?" And when I think I first encountered it when I went to L.A. to watch them play the Rams, I met a guy that was from Phoenix. And he was like, yeah, I'm from Phoenix. And I was like, like, are you in the Navy or service or anything? He's like, no, I, I work at Costco. 
And I'm like, what? And you're a Jags fan? He's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Jags fan. And he's like, you're from Jacksonville? And I was like, absolutely. And he's like, I think it's crazier that you flew all the way out here to watch the Jags. And I was That's like, well, I think it's crazier that you're just a regular guy from Phoenix that likes the Jags. So it's it's really cool to see that, you know, we have this tight knit, you know, kind of fandom that is, uh, you know, now starting to slowly spread its way around on a lot of people because of the glory days. So I do have to ask, you know, because we we told you earlier we were going to give you your your your, your we're going to give you a test. So I got to know favorite play. Oh, play. Yes. See, oh. yeah, you are. See, you weren't expecting that. So favorite favorite play. play. Yeah. Um. Oh wow. Okay. I mean, I know what it is. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else that I would pick. I mean that that uh, it was it wasn't quite a screenplay, was it? But it was it was in that the the famous Dolphins game. But that when Fred made like seven guys miss. Okay. Uh, All right. And All the, right. The and the and 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 when when I was on Facebook, uh, like that. <laughs> so nerdy, <laughs> but the announcers, the 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 um, not the color guy, but who's the other guy? There's the color guy and there's uh, the analyst. Yeah, the analyst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the analyst quote of that thing was my quote on on Facebook. Oh, it was man. like the like you can't play by play that you can't tell someone what I just saw that thing. Yeah, uh, I, wow. I I thought that was incredible. <laughs> You may be a bigger Jags fan than anyone on this because I've never put a Jaguars quote or anything from Sam Cavaris, Brian Sexton, any of them in my MySpace, Twitter. Yeah. I would I would never even do that. So yeah, no, you you, you definitely well, but it's also I'm also a Jaguars fan surrounded by no Jaguars fans. So there is a need for the voice to be heard. So maybe that was motivating my little thirteen year old self, or that wasn't Facebook. Jesus, that was probably like twenty at that point. Um, and and favorite player while we're on the topic favorite player I mean Fred Fred's okay Fred was, Fred, was, Fred was the best because it was also I mean I I've had a few interactions with him over the years and he's he's awesome but it was also like his story was the story of the Jaguars in many ways and like he's a he was a young kid who got drafted super talented didn't talk very much you know he had his obstacles in the beginning and then he was a guy who was so good. But because he was in Jacksonville, no one noticed. And so I would sit in New York and hear people like freak out about all these players. And I'd be like, you guys are watching the wrong games. Yeah. And and I and Baselli and of course the Hall of Fame thing and all that stuff is, is incredible. And he is, was the face of the franchise for so long. But there was something about Baselli got the name recognition in the beginning that that no one else quite did. Uh, and for so long. And then what happened to him, what happened to Fred in 2000, uh, was it, I guess it would have been. 2002. No, 2001, the injury. Yeah, 2001. Uh, and the fact that he came back. I mean, these running backs today are getting like two, three seasons in, and Fred basically had two careers. Yeah. At a time when they were <laughs> pummeling him. Yeah. So much harder than they are today. That's yeah, no, for, for sure. No, 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 for sure, man. No, I think, uh, you know, that, that's awesome that you're, you know, that you're, that you're sticking by it, man. I think. It's and he had, this is the last thing I'll say, and he had this like gallop to him. Like he he ran. I don't know what it was, but you see guys run and they kind of like slide through the. He had this thing where it's like it, it was like this. Each step was like grinding through the ground yeah. or something. Yeah. I, I can't describe it, but he, he was just a beast who moved so fast. It was amazing. Yeah, no. Unfortunately, as a uh, you know college football down here, Asher is very big. 
and I'm an FSU fan, and oh. Fred Taylor is a Gator. So yes. um, we knew him all too well uh-huh. uh, back in the 90s, and he made our defense look very bad, especially one year. So that Gallup you mentioned, uh, I was glad he did it for my professional team, but there you go. my college team, man. And it's it's amazing that to even just hear your story uh, as, as, as a Jag fan being from out of town, a lot of people like, you know, we get made fun of my, my, my brother and my oldest brother's from Jacksonville, but he lives in San Francisco now. And his buddies tease him because of the Duval chant. And people say they think, well, why would you scream your county? Um, and, hey, don't hate it until you try it, you know. Um, it, it, actually, <laughs> you know it actually originates from an outdoor concert many years ago, which that's where, the, that's where it came from. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, what was it? Come Together Day, right, JK3? Yeah. Uh, I think it was named. Yeah, the Come Together Day was that. And that's where people used to say it all the time there, and it just kind of picked up steam. Um, But yeah, that's the history of that. And it's just, it's great to hear your story and and how you've become a Jax fan. That, the Duval thing is so interesting to me because I, I, and and, uh, I didn't know that. But it's the the time when it kind of came up, there there is that like, that love. Lull, but that like passing of the guard between like the the nineties and the early two thousands, and then the last fifteen years, and there's that period where, of course, relocation was a word that was you know running around, which of course for me was terrifying, and I'm sure as terrifying as it was for you guys, because if they leave, they're not the Jaguars anymore. So there's this here's the city I've never been to, but mm-hmm. like I need them to be in the city <laughs> because. Yeah. I fell in love with a name and a, and a uniform and like, that's what this thing is. And the Duval chant cheer, whatever you want to call it, um, started right at that time. And I, the association I made, which I don't, I can't be the only person who came up with this or I didn't come up with it, but who made this association is that it was about this team stays here. It stays in this County, you know? So we're not just cheering for Jaguars. We're cheering for this plot of land because this is where the team stays. So maybe I just made that up, but that's what I thought it was. I think the first time it was actually adopted, I remember Mike Peterson on Sunday night. It was either Monday night or Sunday night football where he, they were doing the player intros and he introduced the defense and it was like, welcome to Duval County, now prepare to get hit. And I think oh. that was one of the things that like the first time I remember saying, Oh crap! They really are like they're they're really taking it on with this and that defense with Mike Peterson, um, you know, was just a nasty defense God. and they kind of embodied it and you know hopefully you know our defense can get back to that you know uh, that Saxonville that you know that mm-hmm. gritty just defense the you know the blue collar you know this yep. downtown and you know you think about Talleyrand the port CSX a lot of the you know just rail industry and grittiness of Jacksonville you know this is what our defense is you know, have been able to embody, you know, over the last couple, well, couple decades now. Yes. When the defense, and and that's the, I love when we have a defense, that's the most fun. I'm going to say something very controversial here. Okay. Go ahead. Get the the edit button ready. Yeah. We're ready. (laughs) People may not like this. No, I'm good with it. We'll leave it. And I know the coaching history has been rough. Although I have to tell you, I think we have a really good coach right now. And I know, I know it's been a rough season. Uh, thus far, the last few weeks, at least, I, uh, I think he's, I think, I think he's a good coach. Um, I think he's the second best coach we've ever had because I think that uh, on any other situation, 
um, people would look back at the Jack Del Rio era and say, wow, we missed on that coach. Like, he just wasn't a good coach. Because that team, those teams were so talented. Those teams were arguably more talented than, 90, than the 99 team. The, like, across the board on defense. And aside from, you know, the Hall of Famer on the offensive line, uh, the running backs, I mean, across the offensive line, you could argue the David Gerard Brunel thing in terms of clutch situations. But, like, the fact that that, that that team went to the playoffs twice and won one playoff game, that team, you could argue, and I will, that that <laughs> should have beat the Patriots in 2007. Because if Dennis Northcutt doesn't drop that ball, that's a whole different game. So that's the controversial thing I'm going to say is that Jack Del Rio, no, more no, harm than good. Any coach that uh, puts an axe in the locker room and lets his punter almost chop his leg off, <laughs> I mean, we don't really <laughs> we, we 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 agree with you there. So because uh, <laughs> we look back uh, at it and we're like, oh, I wish we could go back to the days where we were winning. And yes, we were winning, but those teams should have been dominant. And mm. too many times they would go in and beat the Colts and then lose to some mediocre team and play down to their level because it, it, Jack Doria wasn't a disciplined coach. Yeah. One thing, yeah. Derek, really quick, I'll throw out there too, just to pile on Jack Del Rio, is he was also not super friendly whenever no, he wasn't. would encounter him. <laughs> I remember at training camp, he blew me off many a times when I was out <laughs> yeah. there. So, Derek, so we'll, I actually we'll, totally we'll, uh, we'll, agree with that take. We'll tell another Del, Del Rio story. So, uh, Asher, Corey and I also used to work at the, uh, we call it the Green Box, but uh, it's Dick's Sporting Goods uh, okay. here in town. Uh, it's where I fir- first met him literally 20, 20 years ago. Not even kidding. Oh, my God. Like it, it was technically 17, but we'll call it 20. So, Del Rio used to come into the store, and people would hound him, um, of course, for autographs. He had his son with him. And so, he made a deal with the store manager that, he could come in, go to the back, try on shoes with his son, not get bothered. We would check out, take his stuff, his card, bring it back, and then he could leave. It got to the point where he was coming in the back door, and we wouldn't know he was there. And we would go in the back of footwear, and he'd just be standing there. Can I get, can I get some service? I'm like, dude, how do you, we don't know you're there. You know, and then I bring a card and shoes up to Corey. Corey's working front-end manager like, like what's up? The Del Rio's back there again. Yeah, I'm like he's. Uh, I'm like. I don't like. So that. yeah, yeah, just weird, really weird. And and you know he kind of he kind of spread it. You know, there's some couple of local sports guys here that uh, tried to do the same thing. He must have been talking because one definitely tried to come to the back door. Yeah. Uh, we won't say who it was. <laughs> Dan Hicken. Um, but yeah, you know it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> He tried to do the same thing a couple of times. Um, but, yeah, Del Rio was just an interesting yeah. guy. Interesting. Um, interesting guy. No, he, he's, he wasted wasted many opportunities. Yeah. yeah. But, no, let's, let's talk about old Dougie P. Doug Peterson, okay. man. Um, I was excited for the hire. I think it was a, a great hire. I think we just have to give him time. Um, and, obviously, you've just said that you, you, you like to coach now. Uh, is there anything about him besides, you know, beating Tommy, uh, old Tommy Brady that, you know, sticks out that you, you see? <laughs> yeah, actually, I I, um, I think we were going to, by the way, I, I, well, I, I hope uh, I, I got, we were going to do this week ago, and I know it didn't quite happen. I just want to make sure, I'm not sure whose it was, but I hope everyone's family is okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah she's out. good. Okay, yeah, I hope everything's yeah, all right. Appreciate it. Yeah, um, uh, But I was watching, I, I was trying to, I was paying a little more attention to, um, 
I was like, oh, they're going to have me on. I better, you know, uh, someone's actually going to ask me questions about the game. I should like, you know, come up with some theses, thesi or something. And I was watching the, uh, so that was the, um, uh, the Giants game, right? Giants, yeah. And, and something hit me that this is the first time, I mean, maybe including the 2017 team, where I watch this on offense and I truly have no idea what we're going to do. <laughs> I really don't. And I don't mean in terms of success or, or failure. I mean, I genuinely don't know what play they're going to call. They have a screen game that comes out of nowhere. That is, I've never seen them run a screen game like this. They are able to run the ball, but they, it's all over the place. Um, they throw the ball. I, I really, it, there were years where it would be like, run the ball, run the ball, take a shot. Run, it was just like the same thing over and over again. And I mean, that, the first half of that Giants game, like the offensive MVP was Doug Peterson. Like it, it, the play calling is fantastic. It's just this red zone stuff. And oh, yeah. I, it's a killer. It's a killer. But it's another thing that I, I haven't, I know people are frustrated. I, I get the frustration and I am frustrated too. But I agree with you, Derek. It, it, we need time. We need time. And I don't think anyone understands how bad Urban Meyer was. I think uh, the, the the time thing, it just, it just, it just, it does sucks. Work in our face. Yeah, it sucks so bad because <laughs> we've had, we had that glimmer of hope in 17. Uh, and then it's just been so bad, you know, up until then. And then it's like, Things start to work out in our favor. You know, we get, you know, the quarterback that everyone, you know, you know is loving. We start getting some pieces and things like that. And then it's just, it, it's like my wife said, she's like, you, you kind of asked for this. You wanted your team to be competitive in the fourth quarter. They're not getting blown out. You kind of, you got it. So I heard, I heard you on the podcast last time and you went that whole podcast without saying, you're like, oh, the universe is listening to me. And then you went the whole podcast without making a different ask. Yeah. And at the end, you were like, okay, good. He asked me something better. Now I don't have to. We didn't get it. Come last on, man. It's not worse. We, we, we didn't get it. So, uh, you know, the thing that's kind of keeping me in into it is that, like you said, it's unpredictable play call. Um, it is, you know, we've seen some great things as far as, you know, actually us running tight end screens versus the tight end screens getting ran on us. The wildcat yeah. formation with ETN. Um, you know, and those things like that. And then, you know, just just some of the plays, at, at least with Evan Ingram, him getting downfield and the ball, you know, getting downfield to him. He may not catch it all the time, but I think it is, you know, that, that it's exciting. It's less predictable, like you said, run, run, pass. Um, you know, we have no idea what they're going to do out of fir- out, of, out on first down. And, you know, the, but yeah, it's just been, it, it's been a roller coaster so far already. And don't, don't get me wrong. There are times and I think you guys even have covered this. There are times that I just want them to run the ball on second and short or, you know, whatever it is, just, just run the ball. Um, but on the overall, the fact that I know that that defense is like, Oh, we've got to, we got to watch this and we got to watch this. We gotta, I, I think eventually that breaks through. The other thing um, that I'm really excited about that I haven't seen. I think this is, if you have like a like most improved thing, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Travis Etienne's ability to run up the middle from like insane. one to now, he's like a whole different player. It's insane. So I, I think that the so it's very um, it's very Maurice Jones Jones Jewish. How there yeah. is a bunch of you know just bodies, and all of a sudden he's able to just emerge out of it, and yeah. you know, or that it looks like there is no running lane because sometimes I'll watch the all twenty two tape and actually see it from the back end zone and see him actually running, and it's like. There's no way he's going to even try to make it through there, and he does. And 
And then he just, it's, he doesn't take very long at all to accelerate no. and to get to that top speed and to run, run through. So with him, as him ad- averaging almost, you know, seven yards a pop, you know, he's getting it, you know, with force, he's getting it with finesse on the outside too. And then there's just some plays where he's running and he just spins and gets an extra, you know, two or three yards, you know, right there. And he's been so close to breaking some away. Um, I mean, multiple 50 yard, you know, you know, runs so far. Yeah. I think he's doing a good job, at least last week, not necessarily, you know, putting the James Robinson, you know, kind of stuff behind us. But I mean, if you lose J-Rob and he comes out to that, I mean, at least you get to still watch him in New York City. But, uh, you know, he, he if <laughs> one way you're going to lose him. That means I'd have to root for the Jets. I can't do that. <laughs> one way you're going to lose him, but then Etienne comes out and breaks off a 156-yard run, you know, or 156 yards in his debut as a, the feature back. Can't can't be too mad at it. No, I'm not. I'm not mad. I, I mean, I'm sad to see James Robinson go because I I really loved him. I thought he was a great player, and he deserved so much better, especially last year. Um, but I also have to tell you, um, I was surprised at Hasty's ability to uh, Hasty's hands. Yeah. There's a ball. There was like a swing. Uh, uh, play that um, Trevor threw him the ball and and threw it like easily like a yard in front of him and he had to reach out for it and mm-hmm. you don't expect someone that compact to be able to do that and he was just like it was like a glitch at a computer he just jumped ahead and got it and, and I was like continued oh, in stride continued yeah. in stride too great so as you are you know becoming this the newest face of Jaguars fans and you're oh, everywhere God. now. <laughs> <laughs> you're everywhere now. Uh, no pressure. You, you've gotten some. You've gotten some pretty. You've gotten some pretty. You know, like unrivaled experiences. You know, I see you on the field. You're at the Baselli, uh Something with Baselli. Yeah. Uh, You know, you're you. You pretty much got a box here. You know, so when you're back here in Jacksonville, we we expect some tickets or something. I'm just Great. joking, but seriously, um, what's been well, your I'm number your one tailgate now? Okay, well, uh, that that will be there. Be ready to drink. So, um, but what has been like one of your what has been one of your like your favorite experiences so far as like you know being a jag like you know with the Jaguars reaching out and the social media team actually you know reaching out to you like what's been one of the coolest things that they've you know that they've done for you so far or that you've been able to experience so far. I mean, everything is like an out-of-body experience because it's just like it's that little like 10-year-old just losing his mind over and over again. But um, the thing that was like, uh, oh, God, that's such a hard question. There's so many things. (laughs) Um, I did get to do, I did get to, because for me, being a a kid uh, um, who doesn't, up and away in New York, like Jacksonville was like, was like Mecca or something. Mm-hmm. It was like this foreign place that I'd never been to. And it's just where all the great things happen, you know? <laughs> and so, um, uh, this last trip down, I'm going to go back and do the, do the, the, do the Duval at the oh, end of no uh, way. November. Yeah. So awesome. I'm going to do that for the Ravens game. Um, uh, oh, wow. but when I went down this last time, uh, they kind of took me through the offices, which was very cool just to see yeah. like, like, what is it like? I sound like such a nerd. But what is it like to wake up in the morning and go to work for the Jaguars? Like, where do yeah. you go? What is the office like? So that was so cool. But um, I mean, of of, of everything, the uh, uh, I popped in after the game and saw a little bit of the post game show and and Fred recording with um, Mike Dempsey and, and JP, and that was fun to see Fred for a hot second. And then being at the Baselli thing was uh, so they 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 had this um, event 
uh, for Baselli and, and some former players because it was the alumni weekend and they uh, screened the, the the documentary, the Baselli documentary. And so that's where I was. And, and uh, Tony is lovely. Like yeah. he, he looks like he can break you in five pieces, but then you like start talking to him and he's like the warmest, nicest dude. Uh, so that's, so I'm, I'm just throwing a bunch of shit at you guys. And now I'm <laughs> obnoxious because I'm like, well, I got to do this and I got to do this. And I, got yeah. To do this. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that always, I think that whole, this whole last trip aside from the Texans game itself, the whole thing was, was incredible. Awesome. So speak, yeah. Speaking of that game, um, yeah, you know, Trevor Lawrence is the face of the franchise. Yes, he, he is. was supposed to be the second coming, and he hasn't really lived up. In just real quick, who was the first coming? I'm just oh, wondering. The first coming was uh, I don't know. We'll say we'll say since he's got the jacket, Tony Baselli. Okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. No. I, I'm gonna be very happy to hear the immediate say, first coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, no one but, will enjoy that more than Tony. No. I am a, a huge Trevor fan, and I think it's going to work out. What I don't think people understand is how hard it is to play quarterback in the National Football League and how many of quarterbacks, even the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, if you want to call him that, Peyton Manning, their first two years were terrible. And then you look at guys like, uh, who, who is it in Cincinnati, Joe Burrow. Joe um, you know, he's Joe Burrow is the what, anomaly. Yeah, well. He had a NFL offense in college. He had an OC that understood yeah. the NFL in college, and that's a different story. Point is, you know, everybody thought, okay, he's going to be better than Herbert, better than Burrow, and we're going to come out and we're going to sling, you know, be killing it, and it's not happening. So I'm on the Trevor train. I think the other, I think Corey and JK3 are on the Trevor train, not so much JK3. I think he might probably say something to him if he saw him in public. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't. I have, I have the opportunity. <laughs> I've had the opportunity to, and I, and I held my tongue. It was just more one of those things like when I saw him, it was just more like, all right, man, this year. And he's like, yeah, man. I'm like, no, this year. <laughs> well, that's the problem. JK3 got him all nervous. Yeah. <laughs> this year, guy. Like, so so, <laughs> so what side a, are you on? He had a five-year contract, and JK3 was like, no, now. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like the Judge Judy me getting in his head. Right. It's your fault. Oh man, yeah, it's your fault. They told so me what, they wanted. They, uh, they, I was in one of the uh, for both games. They're like, "Hey, well, we want to get you to meet Trevor." And I was like, "No, this is you. Just let him focus. Just yeah. let him. I don't need to meet him right now. Let him yeah. do what his do his thing. Another time." Um, I I agree with you, Derek. I, I think I think also as someone who who struggled to figure out their like. I, you know, the 18 years of unemployment for me also comes into my mind of like, it, <laughs> my job is all about, and obviously it, it, there's no comparison here in terms of the pressure that these guys are under. But like, I, 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 my job is, can you be really, really flexible and relaxed and spontaneous improvisational under pressure? Right. And it takes a very long time to do that. Um, so the guys who have a structure around them that help, that helps so much because, um, Oh my God, this sounds so self-important and I don't mean it that way at all, but there is this balance of finding the ability to relax or to embrace a sense of chaos requires some structure. If that makes any sense, like you, like, you know what you hold tight to what won't change so you can be loose with the things that will. And he's had no structure until this year. 
Um, and then even with that, how many times did Clemson have to come back in the fourth quarter and win a game? You know, uh, there there is a, there's going to be a learning curve here. But I look at some of the throws. Um, that, that first pass to Evan Ingram, the touchdown, this last week. Adon, Adon, yeah, 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 Adon. I mean, that uh, I love Gardner Minshew, but he can't throw that ball. Um, a lot of guys can't. Uh, so I look, but and, and there's something else that I, is coming to me, and obviously, like this is our guy. We, I, I got to pull for our guy because until he's not, he's going to be in there. I'm sure. It, hopefully, we won't get to that point where everyone is screaming from the leave like they ha- we have with some people in the past. Um, but like, we also don't need him to be the second coming. You know what I mean? Like, if he's if he is the eighth best quarterback in the league, I think we'd be thrilled because that means the team is probably consistent. We're all in just the like, playoffs. Yeah, we're like, you know what? You're you're right. <laughs> like, if it's if it's Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, Burrow, and and two other guys, and then and he's right there. I think we'd be like, great. He's throwing like 30 touchdown passes a year and, you know, 12 interceptions. I think we'd be, we'd be thrilled. It means we'd probably be winning. Uh, and as we know, uh, as long as you can get into the tournament, a lot of anything things goes. Yeah. Anything can happen. The only times where it doesn't count is when your head coach is Jack Del Rio and he doesn't know <laughs> how to manage the game. Man. You hate that. I'm still holding on to it. Um, but it is. Those times when you are – like you can't you can't be – when we got into the playoffs in – what was that? 2005, when we lost to the Patriots like 28 to 3. What was that year? Anyway, whatever it was. When Mike Peterson had one arm. Yeah. Yeah. Five or seven. We get into that game. We didn't – I mean, Leftwich is – I mean, I, I wanted us to hire Leftwich. I think he's – Brilliant. Um, but, uh, like, we didn't have quarterback play to keep up with what we needed to do. But if you have B-plus, A-minus quarterback play in the playoffs, you can go anywhere. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not going anywhere. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And he puts a lot of pressure on himself. I, I When you sit back and, and think about it, and you can see it, you know, I bet you he's the first to get there, last to leave. He understands yeah. the offense. He can repeat anything that they probably study in the film room. He probably has it down. But then when he gets on the field, I just think he is his own worst enemy because he starts thinking too much. And whereas before, you know, high school and college, if all the games that he won, he didn't really have to think. And I'd be interested after this season if it continues the way it does. Oh, we need to go throw. Oh, we need to get. No, he needs to get a sports psychiatrist and a leather couch and sit down and clear his head <laughs> before he yeah. gets to throw it again. That's just my opinion. Maybe, yeah. I, I mean, I, it, well, you know what is interesting to me, and, and and I see this as a sign, and by all this stuff that I'm talking about in terms of, like, structure and chaos and, like, uh, the stuff that seems so, like, like, oh, shut up, like, that kind of stuff. It's all because I just failed for so long that I sat thinking about <laughs> why have I failed. And so this is, like, the theories that I came up with. But something that I think is awesome about Trevor, and I can't believe people are going to like never want to hear me talk again, is that I noticed early on in games that we would never come out hot. Like it was always like it took him a second to get the drive together, and then the second drive would be great. And as the season's gone on, it's interesting that our best quarters are our first and our third quarters. Yeah. So, like, 
he's he's the thing that was initially the thing that wasn't quite hot to start is now heating up. And so I feel like if you give just just give him some time. And look, I think there may be a blowout. This whole thing of losing by one score is probably not going to continue. I think we're going to come up against some really good teams soon. But I think we're seeing changes even on on what the level that you're talking about, Derek, uh, that I think can pay off. It, it, the thing, here, I'll put it to you this way. If the, if the television show is Trevor Lawrence's development, would you really want to stop watching now? I don't That's know. I want to watch. I, I, no. I really want to no. watch just to just to just to get in. Because you know yeah. me, I gotta get hooked on a show. If it's <clears throat> if three shows, if I'm not hooked by that, I'm done. So technically, so I'll probably be off the train. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fine. That's fine. Well, <laughs> yeah, we're sitting here like, is he ever gonna win? Is he ever gonna win a game? So we gotta Tune in next week to week. find out. <laughs> Tune in next week to find out on as as the as Duval turns. As, as Duval turns, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. Uh, it did get rid of, of, of definitely the, the, the most um, destructive character after season one. So without him, you, know, you got to find your. <laughs> yeah. That made for good game. drama, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was great. <laughs> the articles that came out afterwards. There was that bit yeah. that Rich Eisen did. I don't know if you guys, you guys know that bit. Uh, that he yeah, did about. I, this was like the Jaguars were swindled. The NFL was swindled. It's excellent. I highly recommend. No, no, we we all there. There's some episodes. If you go back to early last year, all three yeah. of us were like, I don't know. I even we even joked with one uh, local guy, uh, Jamal Saint Cyr. If you don't follow him, he he's a great coverage for the team. We yeah. joked that they should have Hard Knocks come, especially when they had Tebow. We were like, bring Hard Knocks in here because this is going to be a freaking. I wish they would have because man. <laughs> Must that been, oh yeah, that would yeah. have been gritty. Tebow yeah. getting that on a Sunday, yeah. <laughs> Lightning strikes the stadium. I was so angry at the Tebow thing that infuriated me. And I don't know like where you guys stood and all this stuff, but even all the talk because that was also at a relocation time when he was coming out of the uh, out of, uh, in the draft, and people were talking about the Jaguars taking Tebow. I was mm. terrified that they were going to take him. Uh, and then the fact that he came back after I mean that that. That little clip of him getting pancaked on the in the uh, preseason game was a lot of fun. I played. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we were you know as much as as a great leader he was uh, as a college player. We were like great college player. Yeah, you're not going to come back after eight or nine years and go up against some of these kids that'll just like run you through run you through a wall and then body slam you for fun and keep going. Um, yeah, yeah, and especially people who like have spent their lives perfecting the craft of being a tight end, you know, have put everything they have into this and this is their shot. And, and we're doing this for no offense, but it's a, it's a media thing. It's a story. Yeah. Like there's some kid who could have, who could have had a a chance Mm -hmm. and didn't because Urban Meyer wanted something flashy. (laughs) That's true. That's true. And trust I'm going to get you guys in made... trouble here. People are going to be like, don't ever have that guy back on. No, no. <laughs> no. You're good with that take. We made fun of that, really. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. There's no worries on that. Um, good, good, good. Yeah. Any, anything. Uh, so, uh, again, we really appreciate you chatting Jaguars, and we hope that, you know, we can perhaps stay in touch and have you on in the yeah. future to, to talk a little bit more. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and it's nice to know we have some representation Ra- in Hollywood. Raven, Ravens game, you're going to be at the. Uh, yeah, I'll Raven, do the Duval for yeah. the Ravens game, and I, I might be back for the Cowboys game too, but definitely for the Ravens game. 
Awesome. Well, I'll That's be tailgating really cool. for both of those games. So Great. Wait, you, what is you your tailgate? Where is your tailgate? What is it? Where do I? What's what? Lot E, literally La right e. across the street okay. from the stadium. You know, it's a, it, it's not that far of a walk at all. You come out uh, opposite side of where touchdown is the Jaguars mascot, the, the okay. steel uh, or the iron uh, mascot on the yeah. other side of that. You know, Lot E, and it's a great time, man. It's a great time. We do a different theme for every tailgate. So I think the Ravens. Uh, I've got a coworker who's from uh, Maryland, so we're gonna do some some crab cakes and crab oh, love and things like that. It'll be great. Awesome. And then I've got um, some Dallas Cowboy fans who are um, who will be there, so we're gonna do brisket and some some barbecue. So it'll be oh, a really yes. good time. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a oh, great yeah. time. Great. And yeah. what time do you get there? I'm just I'm telling everyone in the world what time. Oh, all the details. Oh, every, oh, they know. Uh, <laughs> they, they, know. They, they know. Every not, nine a.m. I'm there. I'm there at nine a.m. I'm usually the first one in the lot. Um, and then so my 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 protocol is Saturday night. You know, I get everything taken care of. My poor wife helps me, you know, lift my grill into the truck. Uh, and then I take everything else from there. And then when we get there, it's, uh, you know, we shotgun a beer and, you know, we get the Man. day going. And JK3, just so I have it, uh, your cell phone number, please. Uh, don't, I can't, I'll <laughs> give it to you off air. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah for the record he and derek are in a grilling cult uh oh yeah and this is uh yeah their whole identity outside of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> um but they do a good I job jk3 spe- specifically is basically a grilling absolutely at this point absolutely so, it's, um, it's kind of wild just a guy all just right guy, man well you, you got <laughs> me you got me i'm, I'm hooked let's go um well um oh, this is- yeah no, no, we'll we'll look forward to that, uh, especially doing the Duval chant. That's really cool. Uh, oh, we're gonna have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I have to, and and I don't remember who it was who called the kicking game falling apart in the Giants game, right? Yeah, Derek, <laughs> Nostradamus, <laughs> Nostradamus. There, there's yeah. been a few. Uh, well, no, no, because J.K. Do you had the you had the James Robinson trade. Uh, oh yeah, you, that you was a solid that one too. Yeah. I, that was a real. Yeah. Yeah. He said he said that weeks. about two months ago or, or about yeah. a month ago actually. So yeah, um, I think we've all had some some pretty good takes on what we thought was getting ready to happen, and it actually happens. And usually it's been for the worse, not for the better. Uh, I've never yeah. made a prediction in my life ever, but I predicted that we were going to beat the Giants. I really so thought. predict so so predict this weekend. What what happens on Sunday against the against the Raiders? Uh, there's a bye week. Oh no, it's not a bye week. Are we playing this no. week? No. Yeah, yeah we're we play, playing this week. Yeah, this is Sunday. Yeah, we got the Wait, Raiders. Wait, the bye isn't after? Oh, you're right. We, we got the Raiders. Then we've got Kansas City. No, the Raiders. Then, I believe. That's horrible. Uh, Why don't we have a... I got dude, I, we don't. Know what? We don't get the bye until after Kansas City. Yeah. I got used to the, uh, the London, bi- post-London bye week thing. Well, we have a game this week. Oh, this is great. Oh, yeah. We got a game. Yeah. Um... <laughs> You know what's funny is that we've been favored to win like all of these last games. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yes. <laughs> and what the Raiders just got just got uh, hammered. Got out, yeah. Right? So they're they're going to be upset. Uh, so they're going to. That's so us. funny. My dad. My dad says the same thing about the Lions. He's like, I don't want anyone to lose or anyone to get shut out before they play us because then they're going to be mad. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's such like the ultimate. Like I God, I hope they're not in a bad mood today. Yeah. <laughs> um. What do I think is going to happen here? Um, oh, and, and what's his face? Just had a big talk with his owner. Uh, oh, McDaniels. McDaniels, yeah. I, I think we're going to win. All right. Okay. I think okay. we're going to win. Do you want to put, put a score prediction out there or just oh, go God. with a W? 
Well, um, what is it? What's what's going? I, I, this is this is my. I don't I don't know enough. But what's going on with Devontae Adams? I mean, he's there. He's playing. The league hasn't decided on. Um, they haven't decided anything. There's usually, a thing, right? Yeah, usually that'll come out on a Monday or Tuesday. They don't unless it's something really, really crazy. Uh, they won't do it later in the week. So if it drags on after tomorrow, if they don't suspend them by tomorrow, I think he's clear to play on Sunday. Yeah. Um, it just you know depends on Goodell and his his temperament. But but to play devil's advocate, their offensive line isn't that good. Yeah, I know. Isn't but we just good? played. We just played all backups. <laughs> I'm, I'm just well. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Just their offensive line there. isn't that good, and they got a bruising running back that is just running very hard there. right now. Putting it out there. He only had 43 yards last week. I'm just just saying. Oh God, I don't know. Are we gonna win, man? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> back on it. Jeez. Um, I got to No, I got to I got to give myself something to root for. So I'm gonna say. Um, I'm gonna say. Uh, are they gonna put up points on us? Is uh, and Shaq's out, right? Allegedly. Shaq Griffin's out. Allegedly, he's got yeah. the same Jalen Ramsey back injury. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think he has that. Uh, I don't think so. I'm gonna say uh, I'm really eating up airtime here on my indecision here, because um, I feel like I need to. I'm gonna say. Ooh, I'm gonna say no. I think. I think there's gonna be. I'm gonna say 23-21. Close game. All right. Oh, of course it's gonna be a close game. Come on. Okay. Right. So like, it, yeah. it's got. It's got to be the kind of game I think where there's a lead and we're defending it. I, I feel like the defense is gonna step up first. The funny thing is, is, is uh, the time thing comes into uh, factors in there too, because Josh Allen is, is not a bad player. It's just he's not rushing the passer very well. And um, Trayvon Walker, the, the ceiling is high there, so I'm hoping that he can figure that out. The problem is can you, can you get pressure in a way that doesn't hurt your, back, your uh, defensive backfield? Because you're you're not getting it with four. I mean, Smoot, you know, will have his plays every once in a while. And Arden Key, I, when he, I thought, oh god, if he can go on a roll, that would change a lot of things. Um, I also am hoping that they will. Darius Williams is a good player. Yeah, he's a really yeah. good player. He plays he's great. really good. In the Giants game, he's <clears throat> fantastic. Really good player. Really good uh, player. I just hope that uh, we we figure out that. I hope that just in some situation, Trey Herndon is not guarding. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's funny because there was that because <laughs> there was that thing um a couple of years back where it was they like alternated between him and and clay brooks yeah and who was the man i thought i thought trey herndon was the one they brought in when he when they needed to play man um so clay brooks was there and then they also had um the guy that came in on on nickel Forget who who the nickel cornerback was that was uh, would come in also to kind of shadow over the side that Trey was there um, also for, so he had some help but you know we just can't get stuck in a situation to where you know I don't I don't think Andre Cisco is, I think Andre Cisco is going to bounce back and have a good game so I think we're going to win that's what okay. I, that's what I'm, I'm basing okay. it on there and, we go we'll we'll end it there yeah nice nice yeah okay well that's good that's what I like that say. optimism yeah we like that. Anything that you want to uh, – oh, by the way, if you have any sway uh, in the front office or with the team, if you could advocate for free refills on soda, that's like a oh, thing. Oh, is that <laughs> – Oh, my God. I thought we were going to get away with it. I thought we were going to get away with it. <laughs> free refills on soda. Okay. Yeah. And this is, this is something that, that you've been working on, Corey? This feels like – Yeah, crazy. yeah. Well, <laughs> they, they, they gave it to us briefly, took it away, and now you uh, – if you if you have your souvenir cup and you try to get a free refill, you can be ejected from the stadium, which I think is extreme. Wow, 
Um, and, and, and when did you have it? And when did they take it away? Uh, so at the beginning of the season, not to name drop any particular companies, because that might be a thing for you. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> they switched to a, a certain soda company. And then this soda company gave us the ability to uh, dispense the soda on our own. They turned the machine out to the fans as you were in oh, wow. the, uh, the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I know this is like first world. Problem, but, I think you should do but, you should do a podcast just on this. Yeah. He does it every week. Every week we, we, we have to hear about it. Well, because this if you amazing. turn if you turn the machine to us and you sell a $8 souvenir cup, to me it makes sense that you could <laughs> refill it later on. And so what happened was is that people were doing that. And I think some people were taking advantage. They were like pouring soda in their water bottles or whatever else, but um, the next week they started putting signage everywhere that said, if you refill without paying again, you get ejected. And I think Derek's line a couple of weeks ago when the Jags had a bad game is like the team should be ejected before we do. For game. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that's a thing. That's, that's kind of my uh, mission. For uh, I'll, uh, talk about? I, I, I guarantee you that I have zero sway and no one oh. cares at all what I think because <laughs> I'm just glad to be here, but, um, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can do anything for you. If anything, I'll just buy you a soda. Oh, yeah, um, that'd be good. I'll take that. Uh, I'll throw um, one other thing. Just la- This is the last thing that I want to say that I hope happens. I, I, re- I don't ever want to see, um, not that I have any reason to say this, I really hope that Christian Kirk doesn't have to return punts. That no. seemed, like, that seemed yeah. like a very dangerous thing for someone very important to do. Yeah, no. I think oh, we yeah, all agree, agree on that. We, <laughs> we, I mean, he didn't look like he uh, was happy agree. back there either. No. He seemed like he was like, okay, don't hit me now. Yeah, I have but, other jobs to do. No, they need well, to get somebody um, else to do it. Yeah, no, that that's great. I think that's a really good point, actually, especially with how much money's invested. But Asher, if you want to speak to uh, to Ghost, just for anybody that hasn't had a chance to check it out, or um, you know, just hasn't heard of it before, like I said, my wife's a big fan. Uh, she loves the U.S. version more so than the U.K. version, which they're both good. I don't know if that's a horrible thing to say, but um, if you want to speak Wait, she to loves just the kind US of U.S. version now more than the U.K. version, yeah, yeah, she does. Wow. <laughs> so uh, USA, that. baby, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, take take that, Britain. Take that, Britain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, for anyone who's still listening, um, we uh, 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 I'm on a show called Ghost, which is essentially about um, a couple who inherits a. Uh, big fancy mansion in upstate New York and moves in to turn it into a bed and breakfast. Um, and when they, uh, move in, they quickly discover that the house is haunted by at least eight, uh, ghosts who have been there, uh, for a very long time from different time periods, everything from a a Viking who died a thousand years ago to a pantless Lehman brothers, uh, frat boy, uh, played by myself. And uh, so this young couple suddenly has like eight idiots living with them, all from different uh, time periods. And it suddenly becomes a very small house with all of us living on top of each other. Uh, Lots of fun to be had. So if you enjoy, uh, I don't know, dumb laughs and uh, and a good time and um, and just a touch of history, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we'll throw a link in the uh, podcast description and tag it on Twitter as well. But Asher, uh, thank you so much for jumping on. It means a lot. Uh, we're super psyched to have uh, met you and learned your history uh, of becoming a Jags fan and, and a hardcore Jags fan at that. I mean, you kill me as far as knowledge goes. I feel like a loser uh, being on this podcast compared to your your knowledge. So appreciate thank that. You. 
Um, definitely give Asher a follow on Twitter at Asher Grodman. That's A-S-H-E-R-G-R-O-D-M-A-N. And we'll tag that on Twitter and in the podcast description as well. Um, but yeah, no, appreciate it. Uh, check out Ghosts on CBS. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review. Please subscribe. We're also on Google Podcasts and Spotify. And again, we're affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. So thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next time.